Hey, happy Friday, and welcome back to The Trading Desk. My name is Joshua Thanos, and this is my partner. Jason Maine. That's right, life partner, by the way, as well. Not so much. <laughs> hey, so uh, it's been uh, a few weeks without me. Last week you weren't here. I wasn't here last week, the week before. You weren't here two weeks. Two weeks in a row, John I was in the was place. On. Yeah, that's right, John and CQ were, are, uh, were uh, taking up time here. Yep. Um, and I was in the, uh, the land of happiness. AKA As was I. South Florida. Yeah, it was nice and sunny. It was beautiful. Sunshine, warm salt water, palm trees everywhere. It was freaking fantastic. There was a lot of watches there, too. And you were there last weekend, weren't you, Jason? I was. Yeah, yes, we were on I a was. boat drinking heavily. It was a lot of fun. There was a sandbar. There were many women. It was yeah, a good okay. time. Let's keep it. Oh, yeah. Tim, no, we're not supposed All to right, talk cool. About so, uh, thanks, guys, for joining us. Sorry for the late start. Um, Tim was, in, was uh, doing some important video. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but we'll we'll wait for Tim. I think we'll do that. Um, so let's go ahead and get started today. We got a fun show, hopefully, and uh, let's start with what we always start with: risk check. Jay, what you got? No surprise here. We're going back to the uh, Pam Five Ten. Oh, Panerai. Yeah, back on my favorite strap as I well. Like Panerai. Uh, yeah, manual wine, eight day in house. Um, my first Panerai, my only Panerai. Uh, just a great modern classic. I always wanted the 111, and then when I started getting into them, I figured uh, eight-day in-house, uh, same price point as the 111, and just classic look. I really like this watch. It's just great everyday watch, and I mean, kind of hard to beat for for the price point. You sound so Panerai. excited about this. It, it's you know what it is. It's a true bread and butter watch. It's just like the sub. I don't have anything right now in the collection that's like super out there. Sure. And like weird, which yeah, like uh, I do. Right. Like you do Parallel. like really bad bad yes. buys. Yeah. Or, or finds. You just find them on the concrete outside. I do. But well, um but you know what I do have are a couple solid pieces that are great, like bread and butter everyday watches. Yeah. So Yeah, you got yeah, you don't really you're more conservative. Yeah, like yeah. if I owned something well, we're gonna hey. talk about that hey. in a minute. All right, cool. So uh that's cool. Uh here's my wrist check here. Let's go. Upside down watch picture. Hey, it's a BR123 Sport Heritage 41 millimeter automatic. It's a center seconds date wheel uh, or right around the in between the three and the six. No screw down crown, which is very upsetting. So I can't take this in the water like I do with my uh, Panerai. But super comfy uh, rubber strap. A uh, little tang buckle action there. It's a sign tang buckle BR. So this is great. Um, I've owned a, uh, uh, a BR01, so I've had a square Bell & Ross, which is everybody kind of yeah, what I they identify. Yeah, I had 03, the smaller, the 42-millimeter right. version. So, yeah, but. cool watches, um, but, uh, and I didn't really think I would like this watch. It was just a, such a good deal, I couldn't pass it up, so I bought it, and now I like it a lot. In fact, so much so that if you want to do a head check, you can see, hey, look at that. That's and me wearing a Bell & Ross hat, too, which the hat is... You uh, just, just as nice as the watch, actually. I really like it. You just earned your royalty check for the night. Send me that 13 cents, guys. All right, so there you go. Uh, $3,100 retail for my watch. Um, you can get it for for less from gray market or pre-owned. Much less. <laughs> hey, watch your mouth. Um, but, yeah, it's a good solid watch. Good kind of, I guess you would call it a beater watch. I like it a lot. So there you go. Wrist checks uh, Very cool. have been checked. So, Jason, today... We are going to do, we'll do our traditional this or that. Yeah. We have an interesting uh, setup here, very similar watches. And then we're going to go back to what we did three weeks ago, which is called a, a segment called buy, sell, trade. Um, so we'll go ahead and do that. Sounds um, good. Let's start with this or that. Cool. So uh, today's theme was a gold sports watch. Um, and I picked first. 
I picked uh, the GMT right here with the green dial. Wait, there you go. So, TV magic. So uh, I picked the GMT with the green dial. Unfortunately, the one that we have in stock is not in-house, so I brought one with a black dial. And uh, Jason went way off board with a uh, Smurf Submariner. So let's go ahead and start with my watch. So we'll do the watch I have in-house is just the black dial variant, which by the way, it's also a really nice watch if you're thinking about a gold sports watch, right? So if you want to get crazy, you want to watch that, um, you know, screams luxury, but also is rugged and durable and you're not like a dress watch guy, gold sport watch is the way to go. There's a lot of different options. Um, you can get a, uh, a Vacheron has a, you know, the overseas is really nice. Um, you can even go for, you know, like a 5711 Rose. But really, when you think of a gold sports watch, you think of Rolex. And that's why we both picked Rolex. So here we have GMT. So this is two dual time zone. Mine's in yellow gold, which I think is much better uh, than the white gold for the reason of it being so freaking flashy. And uh, let's go ahead and see it on my wrist. So there you go. Wrist shot. Again, man, that is an awesome watch. So... If you want everyone to know that you're a wealthy individual and that you really don't give a crap, wear this watch. Because uh, it commands respect at the roulette table, also at the pool, and then maybe in the boardroom too when you're smashing your fist on the, on the, on the table. Things. When you're telling people what you want, you wear a gold, a big hunk of Rolex gold on your wrist. And uh, this is a little bit more aggressive than, say, like a, a Rolex president, which would be, I'd say, equally as nice. But again, it's not a sports watch. So you know, if you're if you're looking for something that's a little bit more versatile than a, a president and something you can legitimately take in in the water as well, this is the watch to go for. Um, and I prefer the green dial variant, which is still being made. I guess it's an anniversary dial, but the black dial variant is very nice as well. This is a watch that you can get pre-owned, mid twenties or so is where you can pick that up. So Jason. Um, what are you picking up against my gold, yellow gold GMT? Yellow gold GMT. I do agree. Oh. The green dial is way better than the black. Um, but when Josh said sports gold watch, this was the watch that popped into my head. This would be the, like I always tell you guys, the uh, when we do the this or that, it's I usually my brain goes to the watches I want. This would be my sports gold watch. It's versatile. It's under the radar. If I'm, you know, I'm not wearing a solid gold watch. I'm not trying to, you know, gain that much attention. I want something that flies under the radar. This has always been a pick for me. I love the blue uh, ceramic against the blue dial on this white gold. Reels, it wears very, very well, similar to just a regular sub. Um, don't need the GMT complication. I prefer a cleaner dial. I wish they made this watch non-date. I think it'd be even nicer. Um, mm. But... I've just always liked this watch, uh, the 116619, um, if I didn't say so, it's solid white, teen, uh, white 18 karat gold, and uh, just a pleasure to wear. Um, I wore it for uh, 25 minutes or so when I was kind of getting acquainted with it for the show, and um, I just I think it's a superior pick. I want something that flies under the radar, and I would definitely put this in my collection before I put anything solid yellow gold in my collection. Hmm. So if you're looking for a gold sports watch you want something that flies under the radar so you watches, can get something that looks like it's stainless steel yeah exactly it's hmm. it's the elitist so the thing like uh watches are supposed to be for at least my ideology what i the watches are for me they're not for other people hmm. i don't wear a watch what if you're trying to pick up chicks then there's other things yes there so, you go listen that's for the guy that's that wearing really the red way, maga guys. hat is wearing that watch hey hey 
Let's not get political, okay? Because right. you can you can vote for anybody you want, and still, as long as you have the money, you can buy this watch. All I don't I'm care saying what your is, I subscribe are, to the theory that I wear the watch for me. I wear what I like, and right. the watch is for me internally. It's not for to impress other people or for other people. Obviously, that I think that that's a superior theory because you're voting with your own money. Yeah. So it should be something that's for you. Sure. And for me, that's the watch. Yeah, but like yellow gold makes you feel so good, though. We have a poll, so let's see what the guys think about. I already saw the poll, guys. You saw it already? Yeah, I saw it. So that means you voted. I, I did vote also. I think I'm the only one who voted for myself. By the way, guys, screw everyone here. By the way, All this right. is, so this I, is I'm going to go vote down. right now. This might be the worst beatdown. I mean, listen, you can't go wrong with a white gold Samariner, right? The Smurf is nice. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's I'm a nice watch. Right. But, I mean,. It looks like it's stainless steel. So if you're going for gold, if I think to myself, all right, I want a gold sports watch. I'm wearing this. I mean, look how I look like a boss, guys. If you and want, you can too. I mean, but all jokes aside, they're both great. Um, I think that for me personally, white gold's a little tough. I know Tim prefers white gold, white metals. Jason, stop posing at the camera. They can't. That's not even on you. Oh, just geez, there you go. Oh, look at the cute look face up. with the blue Samariner on. No That's beard nice. anymore. That's right. We chopped the beard. Oh, hey, what's up? That's a cute face, too. But so, I mean, there's a reason why yellow gold is, is always been around. So, you know, trends go from rose gold to white gold to platinum and things, but yellow gold is always around. And the reason is because it's superior to everything else. Even though it doesn't go away, stainless steel. I want to watch right. And that's not stainless very steel. Very versatile. But look, if you're going to go buy. A GMT, yeah. the new Pepsi, right? Mm -hmm. And stainless steel. And you're spending right. $20,000. Yeah, spend a little that? bit more and get something that's gold. Um, we talk about that all the time. Look at the pictures. Whatever Josh Vote picks, get that. the opposite. Hey, screw you, buddy. So that's a comment in the comment. <laughs> it's not cool. Um, uh, BS says you'll be picking up all the gold diggers. See, exactly. You get it. You get it, man. But that's what you Smart want to avoid. No, 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 no. You don't have to give them anything. No, you want to avoid those. So my, my brother's single guy in South Florida, and he does really? everything. Really? Yes. Yeah. He has, he you does know, I've met your brother. <laughs> yeah, you have. So he likes gold diggers because, you know, it's it's pretty easy. So long as you don't actually give them anything, you know what they want, right? So there you go. This is the watch you wear. And again, may not be your, you might be a family guy, a family man. And at that point, sorry for offending you. But to each his own, right? So... Whatever your aim is, these are two good gold sport uh, gold sports watches. And honestly, these are too close to call. Uh, as you can see, our poll is very, very neck and neck here. So I'd say let's just call it a tie. You want to shake on that? Yeah, so for the people watching the podcast, um, just don't don't believe Josh at all. Or yeah, listening okay. to the podcast, rather. All right, guys. So there you go. Uh, keep uh, voting for the, uh, the Yellow Gold GMT throughout the show so we can you know get this back to where it needs to be. Uh, which Phil is... Chamber in the comments says both watches look awesome. I agree, both watches are awesome. Yeah, you can't really the go The white wrong. is just superior. I totally disagree. Um, all right, cool, guys. So so there you go. That's this or that. P keep voting. We'll try to remember to come back to the poll at the end of the, the, end of the show. Um, and uh, let's get to the next segment, which will be buy, buy sell, sell, trade. Yeah. We got a graphic. Throw it up. Thanos, snap. That's right. All right, so today's theme will be chronographs. Um, last time we did this, it was dive watches, right? So we had Rolex, Omega, and Panerai. Today, we're going to talk about chronographs in the market. So um, today's buy, Jay, do you remember what today's buy is? Uh, you wrote the show, so no, I do not. You don't have any notes up, too. You're very unorganized. So today's, uh, so we're going to start with, I guess, the buy, right? Uh, the buy is going to be 
a offshore, Audemars, Royal Oak, offshore. So right there we have the Pandana bracelet, and honestly, it, does, it doesn't have to be that specific model, but the reason why I want to say this is because Audemars has gone sky high, right? Mm -hmm. um, Patek, Rolex, everything right now is crazy, and you've seen an incremental increase in the offshore. So I'd say that there's a bit of a value play there. So if you want to get a watch from a brand that right now everything is almost selling over retail, you can go for the offshore. That's a watch to look for right now because there's some there's some value there. You can get them anywhere from the mid to high teens. It seems right. like pre-owned. You're getting um, you're getting the older versions like this, uh, the new ceramic versions are like right around twenty. But either way, these watches are trading below retail at uh, uh, pre-owned, whereas like the the traditional Royal Oaks. Um, the Chrono and the non-Chrono are all, well, the non-Chrono for sure is over retail, and the Chrono is right at retail. Right. So if you want something that's a little sportier, um, that's going to be like a classic Chrono, you can, you're going to look for an older version, uh, Royal Oak Offshore, 42 millimeters, and, you know, it is a little big for some people. This this watch, uh, like O.J. Watley, who was, happened to be our old boss back in Florida, used to list these as 44s, which I disagreed with because it's not a 44, but the, right. his point was they wear like a 44. So they do. This wears more similar to like a Panerai 44 than it does, uh, what's another 42, like a... Like a um, uh, what's the watch I'm thinking of? Oh, the Omega Speedmaster 42. So that's that's a true 42, right? This is also 42, but it wears more like a Panerai 44. Would you agree? It definitely wears larger like a Panerai 44. I think it wears similar. Um, I would almost go out and say it wears similar to like a uh, 48.4 Super Avenger because mm -hmm. I think the Super Avenger, the, the first one, wore smaller than a 48. Sure. But it has that especially on the bracelet really on the bracelet it has that presence of a chunk of watch on your wrist even though it's a 42 millimeter it feels like a chunk yeah and um the, i think bulky. they're uh, yeah but i think but it's not bad it, it fits if well you're, if you're a guy that likes a 44 even 46 millimeter watch you could wear this watch all the time um i think it's a good value proposition because most people are not so into the offshores mm -hmm. um as they used to be they're almost like i think they've, just, they've fallen off a little bit because of how thick they are i don't know if they've fallen off but they, they just stayed. like most people want like the 15 400s and 15 202s and they want to go down to like the jumbo size sure. i feel like they're a solid value proposition um if you get one that's like really clean well, in this market it's a watch that's kind of stayed yeah right so um when everything else went up the offshores went up incrementally like they went up a little bit but they're not crazy and i think there's room for them to keep going up if the brand keeps doing what they say they're they're going right. to do which is go vertical um in terms of distribution and uh and if obviously if the if the economy holds so they're definitely they're definitely on task to keep going vertical i think We'll see how well that fares for them in the next couple of years, but it's definitely the plan, and they're headed right. there. So there's well, no, it's been there's, for them. yeah, it's been working. I don't know how much of that is like how much is sell through, mm -hmm. how much of like actually it's working with like writing checks at boutiques. I think it is. But, I know guys or who are if doing it's, it. right, or if it's like somewhat, you know, uh, propped up a little bit. Sure. But I guess we'll see. Um, so. Real quick, so we're, I'm getting a bunch of comments here. Mm -hmm. um, Captain Zed said his offshore divers is favoring. By the way, so I put this offshore chrono up here as the buy, but really, it's really all all 42 millimeter offshores. And in fact, the the diver I feel like might be a better the value play right. than so this watch. The non chrono, just the regular diver. Oh yeah, not the special divers. Yeah. So the diver is my fa my favorite AP. Yeah. It hands down, you need to go try one on. Sure. 
it's the best wearing AP that I've ever worn. Yeah. You got to wear it a little tight. You got to buckle it down real tight mm -hmm. and hunker it down, but it sits very flat on the wrist. So you have a round wrist. For me, it I don't have to buckle it down. It, like, it fits right. so nicely. I it agree just, with that. It sits really nice and flat on the wrist for a fat watch, and there's the new one in the OD green with that cream 15-minute <laughs> marker. That's Unfortunately, it has like a 19.8 retail, yeah. but I would own that watch for sure. I like that watch a lot. Well, so... The, well, the original black version with the closed case back, that's the true value play. That's the one you actually go out and buy. Right. You can buy that now for you know low to mid-teens, and it's a good watch. It's a solid watch. You can trade it easily. Um, you can put a bracelet on it, too. I've seen them on a bracelet. It's nice. I like the new the, the new white dials that were discontinued, actually. Right. So the Those white cool. dial black um, accent, mm -hmm. uh, that was only made for about, I think, like a year and a half, two years. That's a great watch, too. Those though There is plenty of them out there, right. so I don't know how many they pumped out, but Decent watch, you can get it for below retail, and um, those that's the divers are the watches to go. So really, in terms of buying right now out in the market, um, all offshores, today we're talking about chronographs, so we're going to refer back to the 42 sure. offshore chronograph. But um, but yeah, so offshore chronographs are the way to go. If you can fit your wrist, it's not a bad idea to buy because you're going to get it below retail from a really good brand that's super hot and seems like it's climbing. Yeah. Alrighty. So the cell watch. Uh, the cell, cell watch, watch today is a watch that has an insane amount of demand, and that is the stainless steel Patek fifty nine eighty. Boom. So she's beautiful. That's and that one with the blue dial. She's a looker. Jeez. Oh, so that was that was discontinued a few years ago, and it's funny because when it was in production, you know, four or five years ago. This was not a super easy watch to sell. I mean, obviously things are totally different with the Nautiluses right now. Everything's insane. 5711s used to be able to, used to be the hottest watch for Paddock, and it still would sell a little bit below retail. Now you're double yeah. retail. So, but this, okay, this is the 5980 blue dial, and I would say go for an older version with the screw pins, not the push pins that they have that they had more recently. But that watch is there's so much demand for that watch that if you bought it originally and you just there's even like a slight idea that you're not loving it, you're not going to wear it. Go ahead and sell that watch. You're going to make yourself a ton, a of, ton of money. Yeah. You have a ton of equity in that watch. So um, <laughs> you have a ton of equity in that watch right now. And if they're just the demand for that watch has gone completely insane. And I think it's still going to grow. Yeah. So long as, again, like I said, the economy stays strong, that watch is going to keep climbing in, so, in value. And yeah. Price. If you're a guy going after a paddock Nautilus, right, and you're you you're decided you're going to spend a, a bunch of money way over retail, you you already accepted that the market is what it is, and you're going to spend the money. There's always guys that are going to want the 5711, and then there's going to be guys that want to up the guys that have the 5711, mm -hmm. and that's where this watch comes into play. Well, you're seeing, and yeah, sorry, it's, it is just the next level piece uh absolutely gorgeous i've seen a bunch of them i remember when you, when you sold these at a small discount at retail oh dude yeah. years ago you know 10 percent. Yeah, know, i remember we're buying these pre-owned for thirty-five thousand dollars. yeah now you can't get it for double that yeah it's crazy. so yeah it's that watch right now has so much demand so that's a watch that if you're not if if for any reason you feel like you don't love yours and you own it and you bought it you know right around retail or whatever go ahead and sell that watch you're Here gonna you get a ton of value yeah, give jason a call uh, make sure you tell him you want a hundred thousand dollars for that watch. Make it hard on him. There you go. Um, but yeah, so it's it, there's just so much demand for these watches, and it's a discontinued steel Nautilus, and that's that's why it's gone. It's quietly exploded in demand, really. Um, so there you go. And and you know if you compare that to the offshore Chrono, you know there's it it probably wears a little nicer. Right? Oh, I mean it's definitely thinner. 
hundred percent. Without a doubt, it's thinner. Yeah, it's, the bracelet's it's thinner. Really nice. It's that bracelet tapers better. Watch. It sits on the wrist a little bit, but it's also you know a completely different price point and a completely different type of watch. I'm wearing that offshore to the bar drinking on Saturday nights. I'm not wearing the fifty nine eighty to a bar drinking. Why not? Because it's a hundred thousand dollar watch and I don't want to scratch it. That's probably not a hundred grand yet, but and it will listen, be. You, you buy a watch to wear it. If you can't afford to wear your hundred thousand dollar watch, yeah, I can't afford a fifty nine eighty. So there we go. Uh, Conversation closed. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I can't either. It's depressing. One day. All right. Um, so there you go. So uh, the buy watch offshore chrono sell watch fifty nine eighty. Um, the trade watch we can both afford. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So the trade watch is something that probably gonna get a lot of hate for. Harrison. Um, <laughs> and that's a new blow. Boom. So boom, boom, boom. The, so quietly, Hublot has done a few things. They've cut dealer margin. They have um, pumped you know, market value, really, for their watches. And, of course, there's still a ton of Hublots that tank on the market because they're not made for trading. Yeah, there's you know, ladies' diamond pieces, things like that. Tutti but, Fruities. Yeah, Tutti Fruities. Which, there's core yeah, that's pieces. Your favorite, right? Yeah, that's my. That's, that's your nickname in far, high school. No, I think by I far the best watch they make. Jason Tutti Fruity Main. Make sure to refer to them as that in any email you send them. So, um, so this watch is a forty-five millimeter. Let's get the big, the big. Uh, let's get the big. Just uh, picture feeling a little there. sore about the vote there, are we? <laughs> hey, screw off, bro. Tutti Fruity, baby. So, forty-five millimeter in-house Unico uh, chronograph. So when you think of Hublot, you think people hate it, right? In fact, we're getting comments such as Hublot, as in B-L-O-W, which I disagree with you, Clive, because I like Hublot from a wearability standpoint. Obviously, this is not a watch you think of. You know, watch snobs really don't like Hublot. I don't see why not. Um, I understand they don't have the history. They're more about the flash, but they've done a lot of things. Biver did a lot for this brand. The 45 Unico is probably my favorite watch, and the reason why I call it a trade watch is because out of all their all their models, number one, you you can usually get you know some sort of discount on the watch, but this watch has actually held a lot of value. The Unico seems to be like the one standalone. That and actually probably my favorite Hublot is the Classic Fusion Chrono. Sure. Um, just from a wearability standpoint, stainless steel. Those two pieces seem to be like the bread and butter, and any like Ferrari chronograph seems to do pretty well, which is also part of the Unico series. Sure. But specifically, the Ferrari versions um, seem to do pretty well. Captain so, Zed says he likes that watch. Captain Zed, I like you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Long-time watcher and uh, has somewhat adequate watch taste, Captain yeah. Zed. There. there you go. So, it's, a, it's a young, sporty watch. You're not your, – your grandfather's not wearing that Hublot. Yeah. Unless he's, like, super freaking cool. Maybe if he's out there, you know, looking for gold diggers. Ahmad, uh, who's also a client and a long-time viewer, says that watch is ugly. And uh, I guess to each his own. It's not my favorite nope, he's watch. Wrong. Like I said, classic Fusion Chrono in like a blue or a limited edition, but just the blue on blue is a pretty watch. There's no way around it. If you like, um, you know, that type of industrial aesthetic, I personally don't like the quick release on the front of the yeah, of these pieces. Your watch. I did that. It's so, yeah, well, I showed Josh one day he was wearing it and I just walked over and, and took the watch off his wrist and that's a problem. But uh, yeah, but that's why we're trading it. Um, so the reason we're trading it is... Uh, in the grand scope of things, is they're pretty, they're pretty steady. Well, they're at, listen, yeah. I understand that in our community, it's kind of looked down upon, but there's actually a lot, there's a, a decent amount of demand for that watch. The trade value on that watch is pretty decent. You can usually buy them at some sort of discount, yeah. but they do hold some sort of value, and it's not going to be a hard watch to sell if you want to. So if you're an online forum seller or you got an eBay store or whatever, you throw that watch up at a reasonable price, you're going to sell it pretty quickly. It's not a watch that's going to sit, it's not a Frank Mueller, right? 
So that's the reason why we call it a trade watch. And you can trade that into the guys who are going to want to buy that watch also have other you know, decent watches. So guys who wear Panerai. I know guys who wear AP, who wear Hublot as well. So you're gonna, it's good trade bait for you know a like-minded watch. Yeah. That makes sense. Again, Cap Zed's on here. He's saying uh, that the fact that many people don't freak out over him kind of makes him want one even more. Yeah. Which I can understand. That's kind of why no, guys no, He go... said the opposite. He goes, I like the fact that so many freak out over the watch. Oh, so just, sorry, I read that. He would wear that similar to like walking around with a middle finger out there. I got you. That's right. And that's why Captain Zed and I are friends. Not really. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't really know. But I do. So, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good watch. It's a fun watch. Again, these are three cool chronographs. I want to say this watch has like a 17,000 retail. Um, is that right, Jason? Uh, something like that. It really doesn't matter on that watch, but well, in terms of the the value retention. Yeah. Um, um, does anybody pay retail for Hublot? I don't know. Are you, aren't you a Nublo dealer? Again, my question. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So great watch, in my opinion. If you've ever pushed the chronograph, the the start stop uh, button on that chronograph, you'll understand that there's some nice watch making there, right? So super crisp, but nice and like soft. It just that the Unico chronograph is maybe the most underrated, underrated chronograph on the market there, Jason. Hot um, take for me. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think it's just the amount of no, nineteen nine right retail. So same retail as an offshore diver, but you get a skeleton chronograph with a ceramic so, bezel and a quick steel your watch uh, lug release, which is cool. It's and, it's the best and a deployment. It's the best mid mid affordable chronograph that's not in a bright line. Okay, fair enough. I got you. Yeah, 99 retail. You can find them online in the low, low to mid teens, but like dealers like us will pay decent money because it's not a hard watch to sell. I buy that watch for X amount of dollars. I'm going to sell it for, you know, fair market price within yeah. within 30 to 60 days, which is it's a reasonable amount of time. So we're happy to pay you. Yeah, all, not, it's not, not a, we don't worry about the speculation value. It's not of a stainless money steel Submariner or Daytona, but no. it's going to move it's quicker not a than, than, a, than a GP. Or yeah, it's, it's like not a, exactly. It's not a drawer Perigo that's going to take me two years to sell. So I'm happy to pay you good money for that. So, that, so again, not a bad watch for trade bait. If you want to get, uh, you know, buy that watch, cost you whatever, a few bucks to, to move out of it, yeah. you know, 20% of your 20% of your purchase value to sell it to a uh, to a dealer if you buy it at market price originally which you know probably is worth your time if you're if you can afford a watch like that right right cool so uh, so yeah that's that's buy sell trade let's see here um, and we got some comments on the last buy sell trade which I liked um, if you guys would do this in a different order then uh, let's put that in the comments because uh, it's good to see everybody's perspective if there's just pieces you really don't like or if you think the buy-sell trade, like the concept of buy-sell trade works in that order for you. So uh, yeah. sound off in the comments. All right, cool. Jason, do you see any good questions in the, uh, in the comment box? Somebody asked, why does Josh always lose? Oh, no, that's just me making that up. Sorry. You know what, Jason? Screw you, bro. I'm never going to buy uh, you a beer again. Let's go back to Florida. All right, so uh, let's see here. I don't see any good questions. We might just end this now. Um, people talking about AP legacies in the chat. Uh, a couple comments about some news that happened with uh, with the Brig brand today. Is that all right? You want to talk about that? In the top of the comments, I saw somebody mention. All right, so yeah, um, a we, brand that we know and love was recently sold a portion of it to another brand that uh, is super awesome too. Uh, Jason, why don't you break that news live so, on air here? Yeah, we were. 
skeptical of whether or not we should mention it, but I guess, you know, right, we're on a live show about watches, and this happened today, so um, F.P. Jorn. Yeah, he sold a portion of his business. Announced that in an attempt to uh, have a legacy for his brand and continue the manufacturer legacy, that uh, he sold a relatively large portion of the company, um, 20%, mm-hmm. to a uh, independent, which is nice that it's independent, but a manufacturer you guys all know is Chanel, um, another French company, so keeping it. Yeah. Keeping also, it local and so, uh, apparently has t- strong ties with, with Chanel and strong relationship with them. Well, the owner of Chanel was one of the biggest customers, apparently. Right. This is what so, we found out. Um, so there's some good things and there's some questionable things here. And really, it's just a question of I don't think it's going to be as big of an impact to Jorn um, as some people might think. You know, there were some comments about, like, oh, rest in peace and that's it. It's done and the hype is gone. Yeah, I doubt and that. And I, because... I don't think that happens. I think if. 10 years after Jorn passes away, you know, when that happens, if it's not going in a positive direction, maybe we start talking about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, you know, he still, con- he still controls the, the brand. Major- he's the majority. He's, st- all the watches are still going to go through his hands. Every Nothing's changing. If anything, I'm hoping it's a money. that it's, this, it's about money. yeah, but if, if anything, I'm hoping there's a little bit of silver lining is that maybe this can bring Chanel back into a little bit of the spotlight maybe. you know maybe they can share some kind of dynamic we could see a new chanel model yeah, that, that's got company. some cool movements in it um you know that's probably re- realistically five years away after some re- research and development but so i don't think it's i don't think it's as bad of a thing as some people think it's not a fire sale at this point so. no certainly not so he said basically he goes i've made my decision to safeguard my manufacturer with an alliance with chanel so for him, maybe you know internally there was there was finance issues. Whereas you know the what he wanted to do, he didn't have like a big cash backing, right? And we, and you know we know that he doesn't. He as a man does not really care about the cash. But I think he, you know, what I've heard in the past is that you know the financials of the of the thing like you know they the certain people in his company wanted him to raise prices of the watches, things like that. So he didn't want to have to do any of that stuff. So he decided, he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and get back by uh, somebody who's got all the money because Chanel, obviously they do watches, but it's they're more of a jewelry. And they are a they're, global, they're luxury. Yeah, global powerhouse. Yeah. And, and they're independent. So this is, I guess, from his view, a way to totally to shut up everybody on, on the financial side of his, his company saying, listen, if I need money, I'll get money. These guys love my watches so he's got a personal relationship, relationship with them yeah, exactly. so i'm hoping i'm hoping this keeps things you know the same so he get, he gets to continue to do exactly what he wants to do and uh and you know he feels like this is a way to secure his brand as opposed to right. most people when you first hear this you're like what he did what he sold his company to he certainly didn't sell the whole company 20 percent and uh and, yeah, you know, he still now gains he control everything's still going to. through his hands if anything you know, if you were thinking about buying a piece and you're worried about, like, oh, when he dies, it's going to change, at least you know the brand's going to be another, you know, 100, 150 years at least because, you know, Chanel's a, a powerhouse. So you have yeah, some you have kind of major, yeah, major money burning. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I don't think we're going to see any uh, any J12, you know, collaboration <laughs> Elegantes or nah. anything like well, that. So I see the way that I can't imagine unless he is in such dire need of money like where he's just maybe he's got people chasing him for money, which I don't think is the case. Yeah. He, he's not going to compromise himself. You know, everything you hear about the guy is just everybody. Everything you know about the guy is that he's only going to do what he wants to do. So I guess 
the press release that they sent out and the idea of what we know about him says that he did this so that he can continue to do what he wants to do. Right. So whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, the... The... The Jorn identity. The, the market on Jorn seems like to be solid. We don't see any movement on it really up or down. Lately, it's kind of just been very solid. And the demand has been, you know, what it has been. So we'll see. Who knows what this causes. If this causes a bunch of people to sell, well, then we'll benefit from buying cheap Jorn. Um, if it causes people to buy, then the prices will go up and then somebody else will benefit. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I guess I don't really have a, a fully formed opinion. I just found out about this today. Yeah, it's breaking news. It's not something, like I said. But if you, know, listen, if you do feel like is. this is a terrible decision and you want to sell your watches, I'm buying them very, very cheap and you can sell them directly to me. I'd love to buy any of your Jorns for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> All right. Should we go to the poll one last time before oh, we head sorry. out for the day? All right. Yeah, let's go to the poll. Let's see how this goes. I got an email notification that uh, season two of the classroom hey! started. That's a win for me, baby. That's a win you... for me, baby. To be... So for the podcast, uh, Josh is doing me. the Samba. That's a win and for me. It's, com yes. it's completely tied. That's a 50-50 tie. And then once my wife gets home and votes, like I asked her to do, oh, I'll actually, go ahead and win I this. haven't voted yet. So that's yeah, you have gonna... lying. No, I haven't. Uh, let me go ahead and vote from a different All right, guys. Theater. So Josh has found out a way to buy Russian hacker bots. Yes, and, I am uh, Russian hacker bots. It's Friday, so we're going to get out of here. These guys are turning off the lights. They're ready to go. So, no, no, um, we got two more hours. Yeah, so. stay tuned. All, All right, guys. So yeah, we're gonna end this. So uh, remember to subscribe. We have oh, we passed the fifty thousand uh, subscribers. Yes, we like said a that already weeks ago. Did we already talk about we that? We talked about that. So now we're going for a hundred thousand. So tell your friends, tell your friends, friends, tell your people you don't even like people you meet on the street. Season two of the classroom. Season two of the classroom where uh, I am a teacher for some reason. I talk about things that I yeah. sort of kind of feel like I know about. Uh, but I think it's going to be good. It was actually very well shot. Um, a lot of good information there. Myself, is CQ on there? CQ does another episode. Uh, John, Mike Michaels, and a special guest that we can't talk about. But can we? All right, Donald Trump, he, he's on there, guys, which is fantastic. So go ahead. Um, going to make this to our, podcast our, great again. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Instagram. My Instagram, personally, is Mr. Thanos. His is terrible. Evo um, asks for beloved. And uh, check us out on Facebook, on Friendster, on LinkedIn, on Yelp. Why aren't check the credits out wrong? On Google, Harrison. Google Plus, credits. on uh, Grubhub. You can Grubhub us. You can Uber Eats us. You can hey man, relax. 